You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and MERPS. Welcome back, it's Priest Time. We are doing Voyage into the Sunken City uh, Light Forge Podcast. Green Goat Card Review Arena. I'm Adwikta. This is Murps. Uh, let's talk about a very okay, like tame in comparison, colossal unit. Uh, still the best card for Priest. This is Blackwater Behemoth. Uh, Alright, so Blackwater Behemoth is an 8-mana, 8-10 beast with lifesteal and colossal uh, plus 1. So the other body is a 1-4 beast, and at the end of your turn, force a random enemy minion to attack the Blackwater Behemoth. So you get a lot of stats. You, you get like more than you should, um, and you get immediate heal, which is nice, uh, but... Once again, just very tame. I don't know. This isn't immune. You can, like, kill it. <laughs> Why uh, isn't it immune? Everything's immune. Yeah. The the lore doesn't do a, a broken, like, other thing. It's just making things attack that. So, like, it's just an A. Uh, it, it does a lot, right? It extends mm-hmm. the game significantly. It is a huge thing that essentially has, like, a pseudo rush to it. Yeah. Uh, but wow it doesn't win the game on the spot like 99 percent of the time so it's just a very good a tier minion yep uh still the best card of the set in priest uh but yeah i mean i don't have much to say about it it's eight damage which is eight healing so if you get to turn eight as priest and you can play this card out you're going to heal up 8 immediately, and then if they try to kill this, um, which they, they could, uh, they're going to heal you up to full. Um, and if they don't try to kill it, and they can't kill you, you know how all the other ones, we say, hey, if you don't die the next turn, uh, you're probably not going to win this if they drop up uh, a Colossal on you. Well, for this one, um, you're not going to win the next turn because they just healed 8 health. But, uh, but if you... Uh, you know, you can kill it a lot easier um, and heal it up. So it's more of a, it's a tool, right? Like it's an overpowered tool, but it's trying to make you engage with the priest and heal it back up and engage with a mountain of stats rather than just going face. So it does its job. Next up, we're going to go with a couple B pluses. There's no A's in priest because that was the A. Uh, instead, we have uh, our first card, Whisper of the Deep, one mana rare shadow spell. Silence a friendly minion. Then, deal damage equal to its attack, randomly split among all enemy minions. So, we know how effective randomly splitting damage on enemy minions is from uh, the Warlock card that, that does it for three mana uh, repeatedly. This is only one mana. But you only get so much damage. What attack are you having on the board with this? Um, you have to set it up. It's If they have too much health, this isn't going to do enough. You can't cast it repeatedly to, to you know finish off the job. Uh, so you better have a minion that's big, uh, and you better have one extra mana, and you do it on the same turn. 
and that minion better not be subject to silence because you have to silence it. So if you put out a minion that you don't want to silence, you can't use this on that minion. It's, uh, it's got a little bit of awkwardness to it, but the, the, the fundamentalness, the fundamental part of it, which is dealing a whole bunch of random damage to enemy minions, is super good. That's why it's a B+. It doesn't take much for you to be happy for one mana. Like, you yeah. put this on a four attack minion, you're already pretty happy, right? You're getting four damage split among enemy minions. So, you know, there's no chance of it going face. You probably want to control the board anyways. That's incredible, right? That's like a, a really, really good beefed up arcane missiles. So, um, it doesn't take much for you to just be very happy with this card. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so that's B+. Another B+, is Asharan Ritual. Asharan Ritual is a 4-mana card. Silence a minion and summon a copy of it. Put a Sunken Ritual on the bottom of your deck. Sunken Ritual is a 4-mana card that says Silence a minion and summon two copies of it. So... This is like a four mana faceless um, with a silence attached to it. Uh, and then it puts a double faceless on the bottom of your deck, which is potentially game winning if you can get it on the right thing. Yep. I think that's good. Yep. So uh, B plus. Like faceless, we don't rate high at all. Faceless is not the best thing in the. Uh, Especially in this meta, but uh, at four mana, it it does quite a lot. All right, next up is Whirlpool. Whirlpool is a B. It is not a B plus. It is not an A. People may look at this and think it's ridiculous, but it's actually not that ridiculous. It is nine mana. Destroy all minions and all copies of them, and it is a nature spell. Um, so just kill everything for 9 mana. We've seen this kind of stuff before, but this one doesn't silence, and uh, it is double-sided. And these days, it's just kind of been power creeped. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I, I think where we have it is totally fair. It's a B. So I think some people might think it's like even worse, but these effects are still really good. Like, it destroys um, everything. It destroys everything. Um, in terms of like copies of stuff, I I don't really think it matters so much. Like we can just kind of look at it as a uh, twisting nether, and that's fine. I think that's like absolutely fine. This is kind of the way that priests want to play anyway. So something like a whirlpool really does help the priest class. Yep. All right. Uh, C plus is next. It is a Queen's Guard. A Queen's Guard is a two mana two three Naga. So on curve two drop battle cry gain plus one plus one for each spell you've cast this turn, including the coin. So you can coin out your spider tanks with this. Yep. Um, but but otherwise it's not doing much. It just gets a plus one plus one later on. And you get a two mana three four, which is uh, not particularly interesting. So remember, it's a C plus. Um, yeah, it's okay. Like you're just getting a little bit of a bonus now. If you're if you are able to coin it out, that's huge. Like a yep. two mana three four on 
turn one is absolutely gigantic you just dominate everything and you can maybe even snowball off of it but that's really the only time that it shines um yep all right now we're into the c zone the c's the uh first one for c is a serpent wig serpent wig give um is an epic spell um remember c is a little bit better than a yeti and this is give a minion one mana spell give a minion plus one plus one if you played a naga while holding this add a serpent wig to your hand so it's a tiny buff um but if you played a naga before yeah you get it back i don't know uh that's basically it I, I think the buffs are right. Did you run the numbers on sort of like how many Nagas you get to play? Yeah, you don't have that many Nagas, but you'll have a few Nagas in your in your deck. Alright. I just trusted you it's on It's mostly this just a it's just mostly a buff. Yeah. So I see like chats like, oh this is it's not terrible. I don't I don't know. Like uh buffs are never terrible. They're not like a two mana plus two plus two buff is quite good. All right, next. Next is a switcheroo. Switcheroo is another C tier card, three mana, draw two minions, swap their stats. So when you swap their stats, one is gonna be a low mana card for a lot of stats, one's gonna be a high mana card for a small amount of stats. So you play, so you're basically getting a, a little bit of a tempo bonus. Uh, the downside is that you're drawing two minions, and you, you're not going to draw spells. Yeah. Um, so the thing with a card like this is uh, it's actually pretty good. Like, you, you're usually able to play the better minion, as in the one that got the advantageous swap first. Um, so you actually like these sort of effects, because you can usually cheat something out pretty quickly. But the problem is always just you can't draw any spells and the zero chance to draw spells really does suck Mm-hmm. i mean you get a two drop and you get a six drop right in your two minions and then you play a two mana six drop yeah that's what you're trying to do with it all right so we're past the c's now we're at d plus uh first d plus is illuminate illuminate is a zero mana card uh, it says dredge if it's a spell reduce its cost by three so it is a zero mana card but remember dredging doesn't draw you the card so you are just losing a card from this even if you dredge up a spell you are still losing a card so you'll get a little bit of a tempo boost from casting the spell later on. But this is uh, this is purely, it's like it's tracking without drawing the card. So what you're trying to do is actually dredge up something. But the bonus happens when it's a spell. And nobody puts spells on the bottom of your deck. So the stuff that you get payoffs for for dredging are not going to get this payoff. Yep. All right. What's next? It's a rare dredge card that is not, like, good. It's just, like, 
below Yeti. Next is Priestess of Valizj. It is another zero mana priest card. This one's a legendary. It is a 1-1 Naga. Zero mana. Battle cry. Refresh an empty mana crystal for each spell you cast this turn. That includes coin. And more importantly, a wisp is not super terrible. So you get a little bit of a benefit on top of a wisp. It's a D plus. Not a good card, but, but it's it's there. I mean, look, a Wisp is not great. Uh, the Naga Tag helps it a decent amount. The Mana Refresh helps it some. Like, you know, you, you can turn this sometimes into, like, an Innervate Plus, uh, which is fine, which is good. So, I think D Plus is fair for something like this. And uh, finally, uh, the last card is a D. It is a Handmaiden. It is a 3-mana, three 3-2 three, Naga. Battlecry. If you cast three spells while holding this, draw three cards. So uh, you gotta have the spells, and you gotta hold it, and then at the very end, you get to draw three cards. But it is an unplayable card for the vast majority of the game. Why isn't this a 3-3? Three, three? I don't get it. No idea. Because you're supposed to want to encourage choice. Like, you're supposed to want to be able to play this card or have to hold it, right? That's what makes it interesting. But you're never going to play it. You're always going to hold it. And you're just going to hope that you draw and play three spells while this is in your hand. Hmm. Yeah. That's fine. So, the thing... I do know for Priest, it is pretty easy to, like play spells so i can see for like yeah because uh, they don't care about arena for constructive purposes th this is mm. definitely something that that uh they want to limit but for constructive purposes i don't think the stats matter then at all yeah exactly so i don't i don't really understand it's like if the effect is that powerful then the stats almost don't matter mm. okay well, um, just in case you're wondering, we, just, like, we don't think this is an insane card in Arena. We think it's a bad card in Arena because it, it gives you, you're going to have trouble playing three spells while this card is in your hand. Alright, that's Priest. It's pretty meh. Yeah. From its best card, which is the Behemoth, which... I Look, um... What do I think is better, the Druid Colossal Minion or the Priest one? Probably the Priest one by a little bit. I don't know. It's tough. Like, the Druid one comes out earlier. Now, of course, we're just arguing. It's like, oh, A-tier Colossal Minion versus other A-tier Colossal Minion. But yeah, th those are immediately the ones that stand out as like, oh, this is just not super great here. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But... It's it's funny looking at those colossal minions versus the truly great ones like Leviathan or Hydralodon. Yep, I just don't like like what the good cards are like Whispers of the Deep. That's still not priest dealing random damage on the board. Like what? Why? That's more in line of like a rogue or demon hunter, like a tempo cheat, right? Yeah, like it's it's a tempo cheat. And it's like pinging. That's like what priests should like be very bad at doing, and this right. is very good at it. Um, 
they're colossal minion at least is very much so on brand right yes as sharon ritual is very much so on brand switcheroo is on brand as well right it's like very mm -hmm. priest uh, a lot mm -hmm. of this Whirlpool. weird stuff uh but yes um some cards are not very on brand and it gives them like a good tempo cheat removal which uh i don't love because if you look yeah. at something like whirlpool that is very on brand it's like super expensive remove everything kind of things but you don't expect them to play like a seven mana card and for one more mana just clear your entire board potentially because it's like they play a seven mana i don't know seven seven and then they they clear your board with uh the whispers yeah light bomb is coming back for priest too but it's an epic but it'll be one more um giant removal that priests haven't had uh but overall i just like priest is still not gonna work it's not working in this meta unless they tune it which they probably won't tune because they don't have the tools for it like there's nothing here that's gonna get priest to the point in which they're gonna be super good or anything like, I, I still don't see what priests are supposed to do in the arena right now. Um, and I get, that's fine. Priest is one of my least favorite classes in the arena. I'm okay seeing them at the bottom. But uh, they're going to stay at the bottom. All right. That's it. Until the right. next section. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, our Patreons at patreon.com slash goat. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, our top patrons: RV Night Train, Eric L, Yin, Reg, Dan F, and Karoba. Thank you guys so much um, for for all of your support. And if you're watching this on YouTube or you just listen to our podcast, please consider signing up for our patron. Uh, every little bit helps. And um, yeah, uh, and we'll see you after this for what's next? Rogue. Yeah. Rogue. All right. See you guys. Bye. Welcome back to the Lightforge Podcast Grinning Go Voyage to the Sunken City card review stream valuation. This is Apocta. This is Murps. Uh, let's talk about Rogue now. Uh, once let's again, talk about crabs. We are starting with the crabs. Colossal Unit. It's Krabatoa. It is a 6-mana, six 6-5 six beast. Colossal plus 2. Your Krabatoa Claws have plus 2 attack. That is a persistent ability of Krabatoa. Um, and then uh, Krabatoa's Claw uh, is a 2-mana, two 2-1 two beast with Rush and Death Rattle. Equip a 2-1 Claw. So... Uh, and the claw itself the claw, is Krabatoa's claw. Right. So Krabatoa, it's a 6-mana six 6-5. Six you get double 4-1 rushes. No, 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 no. Just 2-1 rushes. Because these 2-1 rushes are Krabatoa's claws. They are not Krabatoa claws. No, Krabatoa I've... claw is the, the death rattle. No, I, I've seen it in action. The The original ones are, are all 4-1. Everything is a 4-1. Okay, so they literally wrote the card wrong. It says your Krabatoa Claws have plus 2 attack, but the 2-1 Rushers are named Krabatoa apostrophe S Claw. 
which is not what's identified in the in the text. Whereas the actual weapon that you get is Kravatoa Claw, which is what's identified on the card. Sure. I'm just going to tell you, it's all four ones. It's four ones all the way down, okay? Oh my god. Okay, okay. I'm going to have to redo this, this math on this one then. Okay, so look, right now we have it at an S. I don't really care if it's an S or an S+. It is really good, okay? Uh, it's really good. For six mana, you shouldn't get, like, eight damage of rush, plus, like, four face damage, and then plus you, like, reload with another freaking claw. Um, way too much stat. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know why this thing gives you that many stats. It's way too much stats. I, I, mm -hmm. I, don't, I truly don't understand these colossal units. They are... So it has eight damage of initiative, and with the death rattle, another four damage of initiative, like, on the same turn? Right, and then if you use that, and then the second one, like, so what you uh -huh. want to do you is, You use like, it up, and the second one will die. And, and the second one will die, again and then you get it like again. The right, right, and then if this doesn't die, you have a 4-1 weapon, right? And if uh -huh. the main body dies, you only have a 2-1 weapon. Yes. You, yeah, I'm not going to do the math. I'm just going to call this a S+. Plus. It, it is very good. It is it now an S+, plus, joining the ranks of a lot of these other Colossals. <laughs> uh, yes, look, it is very good. Uh, yep, crab, all right? Like we, we can meme about crabs and do the crab dance, uh, but this is... In terms of it's, tempo, this is uh, ridiculously insane. Like, in terms of just immediate tempo, for example, it... It's 12 initiative. Mm -hmm. And then a 6-5 body, which is only 2 uh, health off of uh, whatever. And then there's a 2-1 or 4-1 weapon that you have in your hand for the next turn. Alright. Like, yes. what? Get, get crabbed. Oh my god. Okay. All right. I'm glad I um, helped your understanding of that even though I But 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 that's they just don't know how to use words. And you They're do. Bad with words. I I better with words. I I'm, I'm correct here cuz that's not what those words mean. You put that in a computer program, it won't know what's going on. Okay, true, but I I don't think we're uh, this game is a computer program. What do you think this game is? <sighs> anyway. Oh, God. Rest of the row cards. Um, no A cards, but a lot of B cards. A lot of B cards. You're going to see uh, three B pluses and four Bs. That is all of the rogues' non-legendary cards except one. That, that one's an F plus. But everything else is B. So rogues have a very consistent front of just good cards coming in on this set, which is highly unusual for rogue. Rogues usually have a mix of absolutely terrible cards and good, uh, good or decent cards because they're usually so synergy focused. Um, but one of the things with this set is synergies actually all work in arena now. So let's start off with Blood in the Water. Blood in the Water is a common spell. Six mana. It says, deal three damage to an enemy. Summon a 5-5 five, five shark with rush. 
Nothing fancy here. It's just a 5-5 five, five rush and then 3 damage somewhere. That is a total of 8 initiative and the 5-5 five, five will probably survive to add another body onto the board. It's a lot of initiative and then it's a lot of stats. It's really good. Damn, this thing is really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought like it would be just fair but we don't do fair in 2022 anymore i'm like oh you know if it just did this and then it summoned a 5-5 shark but the shark also has rush so extraordinarily mm -hmm. good yup i play that card at seven costs says cohen chat yup that's for most of these anything that's like b plus by the way if you add an extra mana to it it would probably still be a c plus or a c at least so definitely all right, next one is an epic card. It is a Bootstrap Sunkeneer. It is a 5-mana 4-4 four, four pirate combo. Remember, 5-mana, and you have to combo it. Put an enemy minion on the bottom of your opponent's deck. So this is like Sap, but instead of putting it into the hands... It's, oh, sorry, did I say Sap? This is like Assassinate... Except well, it doesn't quite die. It's it's vile spine. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you know what? It is vile spine. Um, it's a vile spine with a silence. Yeah, it's a vile spine with a silence. Basically, it's like got one more stat too, right? Than yeah. a vile spine. Uh, the thing is, just like I don't know, vile spine isn't amazing. It's like it's good. You still have to combo this. Um, that's sort of where we're at. Like. Yeah. Vile Spine in 2022 is pretty much like a B plus. This is pretty much it's a, a Night Captain. Would you rather have a Vile Spine or a Night Captain? Eh. It's like an M, six, right? Six six or a three four, right? Like, and then you kill a big thing or you kill a small thing. You need to combo it or you need to wait for three damage exactly. Like, eh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Cutlass Courier is the next B-plus card. It is a 3-mana 2-5 pirate. After your hero attacks, draw a pirate. So as long as you got pirates, you can keep drawing them because your hero can attack if you set up your dagger. The, the downside is you're drawing pirates. Yeah, pirates are <laughs> not bad. Eh, not as good as cards. Um, it, it also gets capped, right? Because you only have so many pirates in your deck. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's a cutlass courier. Nothing special, um, but but a lot of value, a lot of card draw value. Now we're going to the Bs. The Bs, uh, tier B, regular tier B card. These are better than the average card in your deck. First one is a fillet fighter. A fillet fighter is a one mana three one pirate. And also has a battle cry that deals one damage. <laughs> uh, you guys remember uh, the Blowgill Sniper? Which is a 2-mana two 2-1 two and deals one damage. And it was like a decent card. Yeah, this is just extraordinarily like overstated for what you're supposed to get. Elven Archer was fine. You know, playable. Mm -hmm. Uh, this also has a tag as well, so uh, I understand class cards are allowed to be better than neutrals, but this is a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a B, it's not higher because for one mana, like it's just not shaping the game 
that much, whether it's a 3-1 or a 2-1, right? Um, but it's certainly better than your Elven. I don't know what Elven Archer would be. Elven Archer would probably be like a D plus or something. Maybe a D. Probably a D. Um, okay. Next is Gone Fishing. Gone Fishing, a B tier card. It is a one mana card that says Dredge. Combo, draw a card. So what that means is definitely use the combo. Do not not use the combo. It's a one mana card. You can freaking combo it. Because drawing or not drawing that card is huge. Uh, but yeah, generally very straightforward. If you can put something good down there, you can dredge it up on the same turn and then play it. Um, after that, it is Swordfish. Swordfish is a weapon. It's a 3 mana 2 3 weapon. Uh, battle cry, dredge. So rogues have two ways of dredging. Um, and if it's a pri if it's a pirate, give this weapon and the pirate plus two attack. So three mana two three weapons are not that great these days, especially not when it's in rogue. But a three mana four three weapon is insane. So if you can get a pirate, it's super good. Um, but you usually won't be able to find a pirate. And when you don't find a pirate, it's just not the best. So that's why it's a, it's a, a, a B tier card. Okay. Um, all right. We're just, we're just moving through these. Next up is the Azshahan Vessel. The Azshahan Vessel is a epic spell. Five mana. Uh, summon two, three, three pirates with stealth. Put a sunken vessel on the bottom of your deck. So two, three, three pirates with stealth for five mana is pretty good for curve. Um, and then the sunken vessel that gets put into uh, the bottom of your deck is a five mana spell that says cast when drawn. Summon two, three, three pirates with stealth. So it's effectively a zero mana card. That summons two more 3-3 three, three pirates. Pretty good. You play the Azrael's Vessel. It's an on-curve card. And then uh, uh, you play uh, the one mana spell that dredges it and draws you a card. And you not only still draw a card afterwards, but you end up getting two more 3-3s three, with stealth. You, uh, It's kind of a shame that Rogue doesn't have more ways to put stuff on the bottom of your deck and better ways to do it because um they have a lot of dredge they have a, mm -hmm. a ton of dredge so gone fishing uh is good it's a reliable way uh, swordfish um really reliable way like ones that you kind of want to draft as well and then they just have this vessel which is like good but if you look at some of the other uh classes and their class cards that put stuff on the bottom of their deck it's like okay this vessel is just you know it's it's good but it could be a lot better mm-hmm yep i mean i think the, the the vessel is good the problem with the vessel is that it's an epic card so you're not even gonna have it right like no. your dredge cards are one is a rare and one is a oh they're both rares uh, but you're still gonna get a decent amount but then the vessel's an epic so, yeah. 
Uh, you can get the neutral cards up from uh, from the dredging. Uh, so the final card, uh, and, and all these cards, like, this is a rarity to see Rogue with so many B-tier cards. Like, you, you go back, you look at Alteric. Uh, Alteric Rogue is just super, super terrible. It's got, like, three D-tier cards, one F-tier card, like, one C, one B, and one A, the Lobotomizer. Um... Like, it's, it's just... And that's usually what you see with Rogue. Like, we weren't surprised to see that. In United and Stormwind, um, like, Counterfeit Blade was your A-tier card, and everything else was C-tier and below. It's just... Rogue is not that class that they do this stuff with. And here, all these cards are just independently good. Like, there's no... Like, you look at it, you're like, yeah, it's a normal card. I could do normal arena stuff with the card. Um... It's, uh, it's, a, it's a different direction. Um, that being said, uh, Rogue will not be good in this expansion just because all the other sets that I talked about do not have good Rogue cards. So you're just... Eh. One set can only do so much. And it's not like this card has amazing Rogue cards. It's just has very good and solid ones. Anyway, the last one, Swift Scale Trickster. It's a F, F plus tier. It's a 4 mana 2-2 two, two Naga. Battlecry, your next spell this turn costs zero mana. So, yeah. Um, play, play those high mana rogue spells that you've been dying to play. Yep. Anyways, no explanation needed for that one. Uh, you did miss Hook Tusk. What did I miss? The legendary pirate. Oh, that's Tusk. right. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, we're going to do the legendary, uh, which is Hook Tusk. This one is a D rating. Uh, it is an 8 mana, 8 8 pirate. Battlecry, if you summon 8 other pirates this game, plunder the enemy. I'm not gonna lie, I just pretended it didn't have a Battlecry, because I can't see summoning 8 other pirates. But you know what? If you keep dredging the 3 3 stuff and whatever, maybe you can get 8 pirates and play this later on. So let's find out what plundering the enemy means. Plundering the enemy has three options. You can take five cards from your opponent's deck, take two cards from your opponent's hand, or take control of your opponent's highest attack minion. So quite good. Pretty good. Uh, but yes, it's hard. It's not impossible. Like, if you just think about the... The vessel right like the ship mm -hmm. you summon you know if you successfully dredge it up uh you are summoning four pirates already so then you only need four more so just you know do two ships right mm -hmm. but yes it's pretty tough and that's why it's uh it's a d yep all right uh so so that's rogue um hey it's good to get some stability. Uh, and Rogue has ways. Rogue has ways to just be good. It's one of those classes where if you leave it for its own, it can be it can do quite fine. It has that hero power that's guaranteed like a crappy two drop. Um, and uh, and it can it can ride that uh, in in certain metas. And this is not gonna be a bad meta for Rogue because it's gonna be kind of uh, kind of middling. 
and there's going to be we saw it before right there's already that neutral card like you may like rogues actually have an a plus class card it's puffer fist that is a rogue and demon hunter a plus tier card um so this is this is a, a strong set for rogue doesn't have a lot of other support but we'll see how far it carries i take that back maybe this isn't going to be so bad for rogue overall because this set is actually quite quite strong for rogue overall yep i agree i think it's it's more than fair yep okay um one thing though is that it's it's not very exciting uh i guess that's what happens when you have a bunch of normal standalone uh good cards they, they just kind of, like, what, deal three damage and brush a 5-5, five, five, fine. Vile Fiend again, okay. Like, Vile Fiend with a little bit of a sap ability, fine. Uh, you have a, a three-mana 2-5 that potentially draws you pirates, okay, right? Like, these are not, they're not super exciting cards. I'm not, like, looking forward to playing Rogue. But power level-wise, this is, this is still quite a boost. That's um, it. That's it for us. We'll see you next. Next is Shaman. Bye. Welcome back. Sunken City Voyage 2. Uh, this is the Life Forge Podcast. I am Adwikta. This is Murps. Uh, let's talk about Shaman. Once again, let's talk about the Colossal Unit. It's pretty freaking good. This is a beast. It's a 7-mana, 3-5 beast. Colossal plus three, um, after a friendly minion dies, gain its original stats. So what it came out as. And, uh, and this includes minions that's not attached to this yep. plug thing. So uh, Colossal three, and it has three two mana two two uh, beast taunt. So, you know, these are taunted, which means that you could have a spell to just directly... Um, target glug but if you have to fight through the tails glug will gain the stats of the tails and the tails are just pretty annoying anyways so you have to have like a flame strike to kill off everything um i believe that works right yeah uh, otherwise you uh if you're killing off the tails glug just like gets bigger and bigger and then of course if you had any min minions at all to trade during the turn uh, in which you're trading in, uh, Glug is going to grow by that much. So, yeah, look, this is a really freaking good card. It's easy to say, like, oh, just have hard removal in your hand. That's really tough. And especially with the core changes right now, I think you guys know just how tough it is to have hard removal, period. Um, and it's... Like, you don't want situations like this. This is similar-ish to the Hydralodon situation, right? Now, it doesn't snowball in the same exact way, as in if you don't kill Hydralodon, then they will get a board full of, like, um, uh, three ones, and they, you know, they had 12 damage uh, of, like, the, the three ones to attack your board and then divide up again. But here, it's similar in that you have to deal with Glug the first turn. Otherwise, if they are trading and growing this, and if you just don't have the hard removal right away, what, this is hitting your face? You, you lose. You just lose. Mm -hmm. So well, it's another situation which is like, do you have the answer right away? And then, of course, you have to hope, you know, if you don't have hard removal, 
that this thing didn't grow in the initial turn and you had five damage if it grew already then what you need like six damage seven damage and counting it gets really really hard if it if it already grew it's just over you just need hard removal because like what are they trading like let's say i'm trading my four drop in to your whatever thing and then i give this plus four plus four it's now a, a seven nine like as it comes out <laughs> with a bunch of taunts so you can't even rush it like it you don't play this on an empty board I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world to play it on the empty war, uh, board, but it's an S-plus card. It's an S-plus card because all you need is for one thing to be dying on the turn that you play this. And then it is total game over. Um, you play Glug, and you get essentially six mana's worth of these 2-2 two -two taunts. So even if they assassinate your Glug, they have used an assassinate. You have played a card that got assassinated, and you have gotten a free six mana's worth of two two taunts. That's the best possible scenario uh, for your opponent. If they are trying to deal damage to Glug in order to kill him, it just doesn't work. Like unless you're playing it uh, raw, and and even then it needs damage uh, across a taunt. So it's just it's just massive. Um, okay. That is Glug, S plus tier card. Let's look at what non-legendary cards Shaman have. Shaman has a, a A plus tier card. This is this is going to be the center point of, uh, of of Shamans. It's a rare card, so you don't see it the most often. But how many classes have we gone without an A tier card? That is, uh, we just did Rogue, no A tier cards. Before that was Priest, no A-tier cards. Before that was a Paladin, no A-tier cards. Before that was Mage, no A-tier cards. You have to go all the way back to Harpoon Gun uh, for uh, uh, Hunter before yeah. you find A-tier cards. So there's not a lot of good class cards coming in this meta. Um, pat like Not good, but like great. There's not a lot of great class cards in this meta. Uh, coming after the, the legendaries. But here is one, and Shaman has another one too after this. This is Asheron Scroll, one mana spell. Discover a fire, frost, or nature spell. Put a sunken scroll on the bottom of your deck. Alright. And, and the sunken scroll is one mana. Add a fire, frost, and nature spell from your class to your hand. So, for one mana, you get three you know pretty freaking good spells uh shaman spells now uh here here's the thing because i immediately see people and and this is true like I, I we did not rate this as high uh originally but i mean we rated it a, a, a b like plus a b, originally b plus. so um shout out to taro actually uh who is probably not even paying attention and playing final fantasy uh, but Tarot did the analysis, and the reason why this is raised to an A+, plus is at least for the upcoming rotation. Yes, there are some good nature spells. Yeah, there are some good frost spells, and you can pick them. The fire spell is the problematic one, in that there are only two fire spells possible in the entire rotation. Two. You either get Don't Stand in the Fire, which if you guys remember, it's 5 mana, deal 10 damage split evenly among all enemy minions, and you overload for 1, 
really good. Like one of the that best. That was an A tier card. Yes. Um, that we rated from before. Right. So the other spell, and let's let's just go let's go just there do right, it right now. now. Yeah, yeah, let's just go there right now. It's Scolding Geyser. Scolding Geyser, uh, we have that as just a C tier card, but it, it's very very important here. Um, it's a one mana for uh, it's a fire spell. One mana fire spell, deal two damage, dredge. Now, if you're looking at this, it, this is where that synergy, that immediate synergy, takes effect. You only have two fire spells, so you're either creating uh, one of the best removals in the game period or even better like this is the even better scenario you hit the other 50 percent chance to get scolding geyser you have put that scroll on the bottom of your deck you geyser to deal two damage you immediately draw that uh you don't draw yeah, yeah, sorry. You immediately dredge up, and then you draw later on. The next the turn. One mana, generate three spells, one fire, uh, one frost, one nature. So, yeah. Like, this is just one of those weird scenarios where you kind of don't even look at the frost and nature spells. You can. Mm -hmm. more Unless you're options, going for lethal. Yeah, more options isn't bad. Like, sometimes you will pick those. But it's this weird scenario here with a, a Sharon Scroll where because of the extraordinarily limited nature of fire spells, you either draw one of the best removals in the game, period, or you get the even better scenario where you dredge up the scroll immediately so that you can generate three spells uh, for one mana, by the way. Um, and that's why it's an A+. Plus. It's weird. It's like, you know, if there were more situations, if you didn't only have two stupid choices, it wouldn't be this high. But because mm. of how it is, it is just this high. And even if you didn't just have these choices, it was still really high. It was still a B+, plus, which is super high. But this is broken levels of, of high. Um, and and I, I, I actually analyzed every possibility that this can draw, um, but I was dumb and I didn't connect the fact that when you dredge, you dredge the card that this card just put in. Uh, so um, the dredging guarantee is so freaking good for, uh, uh, for this card. Asheron Scroll, it's a rare card. Pick it every time. It is super good. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's it's so weird. Like this is the exact scenario where the the worst situation is you get a more expensive uh don't stand in the fire and the the better situation is uh just stupid. It it's actually just really really stupid. You just generate an extraordinary amount of value uh from from this like almost guaranteed. Mhm. Mm all right. Um, next, we have another A tier card. It is Piranha Poacher. So, Piranha Poacher is so. First of all, it, Piranha Poacher is a rare card. Uh, it is a three mana two five Murloc. At the end of your turn, add a one one Piranha Swarmer to your hand. Piranha Swarmers, as we discussed before, but we'll we'll talk about this again. <coughs> 
Uh, piranha swarmers are one mana one one rushes that have the uh, uh, text after you summon a piranha swarmer like more not the first one gain plus one attack so every time you summon a piranha all the existing piranhas on your board uh get plus one attack their piranha swarmer is also just legitimately a neutral card that we rated i think like a f plus and a shaman would be a d um in uh, in this set and there is another neutral card uh, that uh, that is in here that generates uh, piranha swarmers, uh, swarmers, piranha swarmers, swarmers. piranha swarmers. Yeah, uh, and that is Reefwalker. We had if you listen to this uh, podcast or watch this earlier, we got to Reefwalker, and I did not do Reefwalker with piranha swarmers. I thought that piranha swarmer, I didn't connect it, and I thought it was just a one-one instead of a one-one rush. Um, so we redid that in one of these breaks. And rather than a C-tier card, Reefwalker in neutral is a B-tier card. And I don't know. In Shaman, it may even be B+. I don't know. I didn't do it specifically for Shaman. But uh, Reefwalker was a 3-mana three 3-2 three that uh, generated one Piranha Swarmer on uh, Battlecry and one on Death Rattle. So... That's the whole like convoluted mechanic of piranhas, uh, and and how they swarm. For this card, without even looking into how many piranha swarmers it's going to add into your hand, it's just an on curve card that adds rams into your hand at a very very least. Like at its least fancy, it is still adding one one rushes into your hand, including on the turn that it is played and every turn thereafter that it survives, and it has five health. So if you play it on turn three, it's a totally normal curve card. It'll survive at least one turn. Um, that's amazing. Like, Ram Commander has to pay in order to get the Rams. They have, It's a two-mana two-two. This one not only doesn't have to pay, has the Murloc tag, and the Swarmers, especially if it, this generates, let's say, two, one becomes a two-one rush and one is a one-one rush. And you have other uh, Piranha Swarmer generators in this whole, like, Shaman getup uh, for this expansion, too. So your Piranha Swarmers are way better than Rams. Uh, so this is an A-tier card. This is this could really get an engine going, and it's just independently good anyway, even if there is no uh, Piranha Swarmer or a synergy in your deck. Shamans can actually do stuff with Piranha Swarmers. Um, it's, it's possible. Like, you might get... Uh, it, it's going to be actually impossible with other classes, but with Shaman, uh, it you have potential there. And yeah, like Ram Commander, you get the Rams immediately and you can use them. I understand sometimes that is necessary, but Shamans don't you, like they have quite a few ways to just have initiative, right? So I don't mm. know exactly how much you need that, and then uh, just ton of upside here you get the stats that you're supposed to get you want this thing to have more health than attack um i i think that this is just going to be a lot more powerful than people think it's going to be i don't know it seems sort of unassuming but mm -hmm. piranha swarmers are going to be a problem when it's in the hands of shamans yeah like just think about ram commander if you're thinking this card is uh not like super premium ram commander is a two mana two two this one's the three mana two five, and it's ramp and it's piranha swarmers which get extra attack. 
this is going to be insane in the arena. This is one of those things I'm talking about. These weird synergies that you would normally be like, yeah, the Piranha Stormers aren't going to do anything in arena. Obviously, it's a constructed uh, synergy. No. Like, all of these work in arena now. They've, they've really, like, connected this um, for, for arena in this set. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go on next. The, the next best card in Shaman is a common uh, spell. And it is a B-plus card. B-plus. So this is Night Captain levels of good. It's called Schooling. It's a one-mana spell that says, Add three one-one Piranha Swarmers into your hand. That's all it does. So, why is this so good? Like, are Piranha Swarmers really that good? Yes, they're amazing. Imagine this is just a flexible four-mana card to put a three-one rush, two-one rush, and one-one rush on the board. And you can split them up kind of however you want to. I mean, you have to put them together in order for it to buff each other. But you don't have to play it this turn, you know. You can split them up if you really want to a 2-1 and 1-1 and then another 1-1. You may have more Piranha Swarmers from other sources in your hand. And then you could create like 4-1-3-1-2-1-1-1. It's insane. But like 4 mana split damage for 6 damage is already really, really good. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. Um, just the additional flexibility. And then, of course, these cards are always just made better by the fact that it's like, how available are more of these things, right? Piranha Swarmers are just better the more you have of them. And would you just independently draft it? You would independently draft Schooling. You would independently draft Piranha Poacher, mm -hmm. which means that these aren't reach cards. These are things that you would just draft. But then, because... Because you would independently have drafted them anyways over quite a few other cards, they are together just better. And then, like, you know, you also have the neutral card that summons piranhas, right? And, like, it, it's just good. Like, the mm. synergies work. And synergies are sometimes kind of necessary now in the arena as well. Like, we've seen that with dragon synergies. Uh, those have taken over, but... You don't sleep on the stupid piranha synergy that shamans have. Yeah, it's going to be piranha shamans. <laughs> uh, okay, next we have a B-tier card, which is Coral Keeper. Um, and uh, this one is a 5-mana 3-4 Naga Battle Cry, summon a 3-3 Elemental for each spell school you've cast this game. So, remember... There's not a lot of fire spells, uh, so that's the most at-risk one. Um, but there are nature and there are frost spells. Um, your Alteric is still in, so there's a lot of frost spells, and they're good, and you're going to get them. Nature spells are Shaman's main spells. And then fire spells are what you're going to select from, uh, from Asheron Scroll if you have it. And then Scalding Geyser is also there as an independent card for uh, fire spells. So it could get kind of insane. It probably won't. You're probably only summoning like one of these if you want to play it on curve and two of these if you want to play it later in the game. But that's still good. It's fair. If you just summon one, that's like fair-ish. Uh, and you're hoping for two, right? So this is mm -hmm. that's where the score is coming from. Like, you know, we're assuming that you can easily get one and then sometimes you can get more than one. All right. Next up, we have the other uh, legendary card, Radiance of Ashara. Uh, this one is a C plus. 
three mana, three, four elemental on curve. Fire spell damage plus two. Your nature spells cost one mana less. After you cast a frost spell, gain three armor. So, all good. We know what your fire spells are. You probably don't really care about the 2 extra damage if you're using um, Don't Stand in the Fire. Uh, but the, uh, what's that? The Scalding Geyser only deals 2 damage. So dealing 4 damage is super useful. Um, nature spells costing 1 less. All good. 1 less is good. Uh, gaining some armor, probably not that useful. But still, it's something. It's also so, an elemental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That counts for something sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, altogether, it, it gains a decent amount of points. I know that this has become kind of like a meme card, but it, it does a lot of things that probably don't matter, but when you add them together, it probably does matter. Yeah. Like, you're going to get something out of this if you play any spells, right? Like, you don't really care what. It's arena. If you just aggregate enough of little things, you're going to make some movements. Yep. Um, Alright, now we got uh, Scalding Geyser, which we talked about before. This one independently is a C-tier card. Uh, one mana, deal two damage, Cuckoo Face, and then you Dredge. Remember, Dredge does not draw a card. That's why it's not an insane card. It just dredges. Um, but, yeah. I'm not going to spend more time on this card. Uh, Anchored Totem is our next card. These are D-tier cards. These are not good. You do not want them in your deck. You may be forced to take them, but try to stay away from them if possible. This one is a 2-mana 0-3 totem. After you summon a 1-cost minion, give it plus 2, plus 1. Now, Piranha Swarmers are 1-cost minions. A 1-1 Piranha Swarmer becomes a 3-2. And then it still gets additional attack every single additional Piranha you play. So this card... Even with, like, one Piranha Swarmer is insane. With two Piranha Swarmers, I just... The problem is that you can't just put it out there. It doesn't really do that much. So you really do need one-cost minions. Now, how many one-cost minions are you going to have that you're not going to play on turn one if you're going to play this on turn two, or that you're still going to have in your hand later on in the game? Not a lot, if any, besides Piranha Swarmers. So, this is one of those where, if you have the deck for it, this is an S-tier card. But even with the Piranha Swarmers and how we're nudging you to take more Piranha Swarmers, this is kind of iffy. Because in so many times, and in so many just decks, period, this will do almost literally nothing. So, look, I see this comment a lot, and uh, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, you're, you're not exactly blowing my mind here. This is something... Okay, have you guys thought about how this works with the totem because yes if you're like oh Murphs, have you considered that the totems that you summon are also one cost minions why yes have you considered how your curve works <laughs> like and if you're saying well no, no no this is like a turn six play okay then what like no uh, but what you coin this out on two and then on turn two you have a two three so mm-hmm. by coining this out on turn one you have a o three and then you have a two three that does something maybe right maybe you just get like a healing totem and then on turn three you stop toteming right or no you totem again to get a three mana 
two, three? Okay, good, good. So, okay, great. And if you don't coin this out, so what, you play a one drop? Oh, you played your one drop, so you don't have one anymore for after this? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, okay, otherwise you don't play it. You play this on turn two, which means you're playing this naked. They play something, and this is has a decent chance of dying, right? And then you maybe get your dream off of, like, the uh, one drop plus the totem. That's your dream scenario, right? Okay, good. We, we have established this. So it just doesn't work out. Like I understand some people immediately are just like, wait, you haven't thought of the totem. No, it just doesn't work out. We're talking about the piranhas because that's the actual like payoff. Mm -hmm. The piranhas are the payoff. The totems are like the random kind of, okay, I guess you get some stats on the totems. Like it helps, right? The totems help it. So when you have the piranhas, the totems add the extra value, but you need the piranhas. Yeah. Or like other kinds of like one drops that like do things. Like if you play a 1-1 uh, uh, um, um, Divine Shield, that 1-1 one, one Divine Shield mech that's coming into this game, then you have all of a sudden a 3-2 Divine Shield for a total of three mana, which is fine, and two cards, which is not fine. But if you can somehow totem after that, then you've got another like super croc that gets added to it and you're like okay now this anchor totem did something but no matter what you still needed that first one drop to do anything so it's your it's your deck now it could just be that in this meta you just draft a whole bunch of one drops or piranha stuff and that's uh, very consistent in every single shaman deck and then this card will go uh, so much higher like, this is one of those cards, right, where we give it a score, but you'll know how good it is from your deck. You'll know. Um, and this could definitely be an S-tier card for your deck. So we're just kind of averaging it here at D. Yeah. A lot of times, it is going to be bad, like, for, for your deck. And also, this isn't one that, at least from what I'm seeing, you should be reaching for. I mean, this isn't, like right now where oh pick one should you pick the four mana three five dragon yes you should uh yeah like you you should pick that uh because you want the dragon synergies i don't think this is one that you reach for that could be wrong who, who knows what happens right mm -hmm. like remember we were doing this months ago and i had no idea that the epic bug would be back um stuff can certainly happen <laughs> hell the epic bug can come right back but uh, this is one that, you know, we're telling you on average is bad. I don't think that will be wrong. But even with that assumption, you might like see this on pick 27 and be like, ooh, it's really good. I can believe that it's quite good. Because if you pick quite a few of the piranha things, um, you don't need many piranhas for this to be good. Mm -hmm. But it also is really just pretty trash without piranhas. All right. Next up, Wrathspine Enchanter. Wrathspine Enchanter is a epic card. It is a seven mana five four Naga Battlecry. Cast a copy of a Fire, Frost, and Nature spell in your hand. Targets chosen randomly. <sighs> you gotta have the spells in your hand, and then you gotta actually want to cast it with random targets. It's just this. This doesn't come together. 
It does not. No. It's a naga. It, it it's a you know it has a body. <laughs> Sometimes uh -huh. you might want to cast it. I don't know. Like, it could uh, it could happen. It requires certain spells, but yeah. generally the fire and the frost ones do not work. What works is the nature spell. Well, 50% of the time, the fire does work. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, Alright, uh, so uh, the last card is a F. Um, I don't know what this card is here for. Uh, is this actually good, good and constructed? I don't know. It is a 3-mana epic nature spell. Give your minion spell damage plus 1. I, I do not understand this card and why it is 3-mana. Because if it was cheaper, it would be way too dangerous, I guess. Okay. For constructed. Yeah. Uh, whatever, it's an epic card. It won't ruin your drafts much. You cannot take it. Um, that's Shaman. Cool. Cool. Wow. All right. Okay. That's it. We're done. Yeah. Piranha Swarmers. Um, Warlock is next. I want to give a shout out to 4P and uh, and brand new for uh, for you know existing and being nice to us. And we'll see you in Warlock next. Cool. Welcome back to uh, Sunken City Card Preview Review Evaluation VOD Podcast from the Grinning Go Life Forge Podcast. I'm Adwukta. This is Murps. Uh, we are getting to the last two. This is uh, exciting. Not really. This is Warlock. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this for Warlock because this may be fast after this. Uh, so, uh, there are no tier B or A cards in Warlock for this expansion. Everything is tier C and under, except for this one card, which is Gigafin, which is like the best card ever created in in, in Hearthstone. Um. Yeah, so Hearthstone really wants Murloc Warlock to work. And then, you know, cue the Mean Girls uh, meme, and it's like, stop trying to make it work, at least in Arena. In, in Arena, it's just, it's not possible. Like, it's really, it's really tough. But... We can talk about the best card, Gigafin. 8 mana, 7-4, Murloc, Colossal plus 1, Battlecry, Devour all enemy minions, Death Rattle, spit them back out, and then what is a summon? It summons Gigafin's Maul. It's a 6 mana, 4-7, Taunt, Murloc as well. Death Rattle, permanently destroy all minions inside Gigafin. Okay, so look, you clear their board by the way it's all enemy minions if you have anything on board gigafin <laughs> yep. doesn't devour those so you can push you can devour all of their minions and then you using your like five five that's out there can just start hitting face let's say um once again let's think of the worst case scenario for this the worst case scenario is for eight mana so once again they have like a four damage thing right so that they can kill you have played for eight mana a four seven taunt uh that froze their board 
for a turn. So for eight mm-hmm. mana, you played a, a Frost Nova and mm-hmm. a four seven Taunt, and you forced your opponent to spend mana and use a removal. Uh, let's just say it's like a Shadow Bolt s like you know three mana, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna say like they spent like three mana to kill off Gigafin. That is the worst, absolute worst case scenario here. For eight mana, you played a four seven Taunt. You froze their entire board, which typically costs like three mana, uh, and then you force them to spend like around three mana and one of their cards uh, to kill off something on your board, and then that's what's left. That is the absolute worst case scenario. And if that sounds pretty freaking good, it's because it is. That's because that is a very good scenario. Um, <laughs> For you to take one of their removals uh, from their hand, and they had to spend mana to do it, right? And then you froze their board, and then you played this, like, you know, pretty decent medium-sized taunt. And then, of course, the best scenario is uh, going to be the vast majority of the time in which you just clear their board and basically establish, like, 10 mana's worth of minions while twisting nethering them at the same time that's what we're talking about here Mm -hmm. uh we're talking about like putting out 10 mana's worth of stats on top of a twisting nether but not really a twisting nether because it didn't affect your side of the board that's what we're talking about with gigafin and oh yeah you had like a rush minion no it doesn't work because the thing taunts it has to be like a spell. It has to be a spell or it has to be like a fire elemental, right? Like a minion that like just actually just like North hits Sea it. Kraken. North Sea Kraken. There mana. you go. Like North Sea See, they give us they give us these natural counters all the time. Mm-hmm. What are we freaking afraid of, right? Uh not problematic at all. But that's that's what you're looking at here. Once again, uh, it's one of the colossals that say you got to deal with it right away, like this turn, right away. And if you don't deal with it, uh, you lose. You, you just automatically. And if you lose. do deal with it, you also already suffer like a three or four to one card loss. Remember the worst <laughs> case scenario I talked about. That is like just the worst. Oh um, god. Too powerful. So, so yeah, way too. Powerful. I mean, this is S plus tier. This is. I don't know if it's the best one, but there's so many S-plus tier ones. Uh, This is certainly one of the contenders for the best S-plus tier card um, of these Colossals. Um, I mean, the Colossals are complicated. I don't really trust my numbers that much with them because they're too complicated and they intertwine with each other. Um, So if one ends up being... I'm going to just tell you some of the points that come out. Like These come out to be like 18 points. And... To give you an idea, a Yeti is like negative one point, and like an A tier card is four points. I'm gonna repeat that. A Yeti is negative one point, an A tier card is like four to seven points or something like that. And these are like 18 points. Pretty good. Remember A tier cards? A tier cards are the good shit. That's like spammy. It's better than Night Captain. Um, so, so yeah. These S-plus tier cards don't really leave a lot of room for you to keep playing this game, even if you have the perfect counters. 
All right, moving on from Gigafin. Uh, someone in chat just just made a nice comment, which is that Gigafin can come out now from night, uh, Murloc Knight, and Grand Tournament is in. Yeah. So if you have a Murloc Knight and you hit that hero power button and you win the lottery, you win the jackpot, you get a seven four Murloc. Now, of course, you don't get the battle cry, but you could mm-hmm. still get Gigafin. Uh, so 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 yes, you don't get a four mana <laughs> twisting. Do, wait, do, you, do you get the colossal? No, right. That's basically a battle cry. Or do you actually get the colossal? No, you get the colossal. Like oh, you get the colossal. Yes. Oh wow, Murloc Knight Hero Power seven four four seven. Yeah, you you get the so the colossal. This is why it's not battle cry summon this. It's colossal plus whatever, which means. Uh, to my understanding, and I to what I like what I've read before uh, matches this. Uh, effectively, what happens is, uh, when however it's summoned, as long as you summon the mm-hmm. main body, the other parts come with. It is just you want to think of it as one card, but it just like it's so big that it is in multiple portions. But you are summoning the creature, and Gigafin is not Gigafin without like the maul. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's talk about more normal cards. The C-plus card of the bunch, this is their best card of the set that is not Gigafin, is a epic card, so you're still not going to see these. Not a legendary, but you're still not going to see it very much. C-plus is decent. Uh, it's a six-mana shadow spell, Abyssal Wave. Um, Abyssal Wave says deal four damage to all minions. Give your opponent an Abyssal Curse. So... Oh, an yeah. Abyssal Curse. The, uh, this set is all about Murlocs and Abyssal Curses. This is why yeah. you're not going to love this for Arena. Yeah. Abyssal Curses are these cards that you put in your opponent's hands that deal damage to them uh, unless they pay the mana cost. So it deals one damage for two turns, um, and then they can pay two mana to get rid of it. But they already take the damage on the first turn, so they can pay two, manage to, two mana to get rid of like one damage the next turn, which they will not do. They're just going to take the two damage. But for each additional Abyssal Curse you put on them, the damage ticks up one, right? So if you just put a lot of Abyssal Curses on them, they're going to start dying. Um, okay. So one Abyssal Curse is one damage per turn. Two Abyssal Curses is four damage. Three Abyssal Curses is nine damage, right? Like it, it adds up. You're gonna have to put abyssal curses on them, and this is this is arena. You're not gonna do that. You're gonna put one abyssal curse on them. It's gonna do nothing. They're gonna shrug it off. But this is still a six mana deal four damage to all minions card, and, and that's decent. Like, is that great? No. But 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 it's doable. It'll it, it has its place as far as a board clear goes. Yeah. Um, okay, now for the C-tier cards. Uh, C-tier cards, let's start with uh, the Murloc, Void Gill. Void Gill is a 2-mana, 3-2 Murloc. Death Rattle, give all Murlocs in your hand, plus 1, plus 1. Look, you're going to have some Murlocs as Warlock. Why? Because that's like half the cards that they got in this expansion. So, and they all synergize with Murlocs, and you're just going to have some. Are you going to have a lot of Murlocs in your hand? No. But it is somewhat likely that you'll have one. And then you get a free plus one plus one. 
Uh, after Voidio is Asheron Scavenger. Asheron Scavenger is a 3-mana three 3-4 three Murloc on curve again. Battlecry. Put a Sunken Scavenger on the bottom of your deck. And a Sunken Scavenger is a 3-mana three 3-4 three Murloc with a Battlecry. Give your other Murlocs plus 1, plus 1 wherever they are. You do not want to dredge this one up. Maybe you do end up creating the perfect Murloc deck. I don't know. Maybe you do. But this is this is a C. Um, it's a very low C. Alright, what else is a C? Bloodscent Violfin. Here's a rare Murloc. 4 mana, 4-4. Four, four. Battlecry, Dredge. If it's a Murloc, change its cost to health instead of mana. So you can get it out immediately. By the way, immediately means the next turn. Because you're dredging and not drawing. So you only get it the next turn. Unless... Because your Warlock, you can use your hero power to get it this turn. So if you have six mana, you can actually get it out this turn. Um, and lose a bunch of health. But good tempo. Cool. Okay. Um, what else do we got? We got Zakul, which is the other legendary. Uh, five mana, six five. It's already on curve, and then it says your abyssal curses heal you for the damage they deal. Give your opponent an abyssal curse. It's like that is a battle fine. cry. Yeah, it, yeah, look, it's it's all right. You probably don't want a five mana six five. Like the curse is a little extra. It, it, you're just not doing that much. It's a you heal yourself for two. Like it's not nothing. As a warlock, healing yourself for your face for two? Well, you don't heal the two immediately. Yeah, yeah, but they're not going to pay the mana. You're right, heal the two yeah, right, right, right. I, I just want to make that clear. Because when, when people hear that, they might think like, oh, Adokta doesn't know how cards work, which is fair. I think that's a fair assumption. But he's basically saying that's how much, like, it, it's like people will let it go on for a while, right? They won't mm. pay it immediately because they don't want to pay it immediately. So you will heal, maybe, like while, you know, while, uh, while this is alive. All right, we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next one is Rock Bottom. This one is a D plus card. So this is about where a Yeti is, but somewhere between a Croc and a Yeti. One mana, summon a 1-1 Murloc, then dredge. If it's also a Murloc, summon one more. So, this is probably an insane card and constructed for a Murloc deck, uh, but you don't have a Murloc deck. You have a deck that has, at most, a fifth of your deck being Murlocs. So, good luck getting it. If you, uh, if you hit it, great. Um, especially if you play it on one and hit it. Because you probably want that Murloc quickly. Uh, but normally it's just summoning a 1-1 and then dredging. And, and dredging is useful. Uh, especially in Warlock. Uh, you can hero power, right? Get the card immediately if you need some initiative or whatever else. Even in the late game. So it has scattered uses. But otherwise it's the 1-mana one 1-1. One. And then there's another card that is a D. So we're getting into the bad card territory now. It's called Dragged Below. Four mana, deal four damage to a minion. Give your opponent an abyssal curse. It's a shadow spell. Four mana, 
Nash Shadow's bow. Four mana, four damage, bad. Alright, alright. So now we're gonna get into the real bad cards. You thought those are bad. <laughs> we are at F plus. F plus card is Sirakes Cultist. It is a three mana two three naga. Three mana two three. Battle cry. Give your opponent an abyssal curse. That's how they're valuing abyssal curses, by the way. As the equivalent of like two stats and an ability. Yep. Look, I I'm sh I'm guessing you can do um I have no idea if curses will be good in constructed or not. No, there's no way. They're there's thinking no way. because you have quite a few ways to give curses, and curses are like you know the more curses there are, the better I guess it, it is. Uh, but yeah, this is really bad. Three mana two threes are are just it's one of the worst stat lines in the game. Period. So this is terrible. Yep. All right. Um, so the last card is an actual F. It is unplayable. It is a chum bucket. Two mana epic spell. Uh, give all Murlocs in your hand plus one plus one. Repeat for each Murloc you control. Uh, you don't have enough Murlocs to make this do anything. No, ne never draft this. Uh, you know what? I hope one of you guys makes... Like, I hope one of you is able to make a Murloc Agony deck work. I would love to see it in the arena. Let me know. You can tweet at me. Let me know if that ever happens. Impossible. Totally impossible. I don't care what your drafting is like. You can try it a hundred times... You will not get a deck that makes Abyssal Curses work. So, yeah. Uh, I, no, I think you can make Murlocs work. That is definitely a possibility. Um, you just got to get a little lucky. Um, but there's plenty of Murloc support here. And there's you're missing some of the Temple Murlocs in the big picture. But uh, if you get a lucky draft, you can have enough Murlocs to support a, a pretty aggressive Murlocky y uh, Warlock. Um, but you're most likely going to fail trying to do that. But for Abyssal, the Curses, 0% chance. Zero, you say? Zero. Literally zero. Alright, that sounds, that sounds like a challenge. Anyways, that's Warlock. Uh, they are terrible. Like, they are by far the biggest loser, uh... Mm -hmm. in this expansion in terms of overall cards like if you look at some of these classes um look what rogue got like rogue didn't get mm -hmm. any a cards but then got a ton of b plus and b cards that kind of have some synergy with each other it's kind of an exciting time to you know look at rogue and be like oh yeah and on top of that uh, they have Puffer Fist as well, which is like mm -hmm. their A plus card, yes. right? Their A plus card. So Rogues did really well this expansion. Uh, pretty rare, like really hard mm -hmm. to see. And then meanwhile, Warlocks just got absolutely destroyed. They got completely shafted <laughs> because of this constructed Murloc agony kind of thing. And every one of their cards tries to go after this. Um, and then you have just one of the best cards ever 
printed and makes other some of the other colossal minions look weak in comparison in Gigafin. But that's that's it. I don't know how how are you drafting that? Um, just be good, I guess. Uh, Warlock is kind of like a stay away class for mm-hmm. now, unless they find someone to adjust it. Uh, you have these terrible cards. You, they're they're not even like. They flooded Warlocks with terrible cards. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they came out of the gate and they were just by far the worst class. Just, just really, really bad. Because these, uh, 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 y- 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 there's one class that we haven't done yet. True, true. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say that, uh, man, what a what a disappointing time. You know, if you enjoy playing Warlocks. Uh, really, really crappy cards were introduced. Yep. There's not much, like, I mean... <sighs> here's the thing with Warlock, though, right? Uh, you, you still have Spawn of Deathwing. Yep. That, that card is not going anywhere. Um, so, you got that going for you. And, uh, and that's, that's quite good. Um, you're getting entitled customer back. Abyssal is staying. It's not like there's nothing happening in Warlock. It's just not going to be a very Sunken City kind of deck. No. And because Sunken City is going to take up a good portion of the you know normally good cards, you're gonna you're not going to have like an amazing deck the way that Warlocks have been able to to kind of do. Um, but hey, it's a Warlock, right? Like of, out of all the classes. Warlock is the one that can best do pretty much nothing and just stay on curve and end up winning because of their hero power. So, I don't think Warlock's dead in the water, but it is certainly not a particularly fun time to play Warlock, and they are going to be weaker than they were uh, in this meta, uh, or you know even in most metas, because Warlocks are generally quite good. Here, you're going to see them in the bottom half. All right. That's it for Warlock. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's finish On this to up. The last Next one, Warrior. Uh, see you guys there. Welcome back. This is the last one. We are at the end. We've been at it now for more than eight hours, and we are finally at the last class, Warrior. This is the Lightforge Podcast, grinning goats card review for the arena of the expansion voyage to the sunken city this is Adlicta. hi this is merps once again we're going to talk about colossal units they are uh the best they they, they just the biggest they're the biggest of the best they just always are we're going to talk about nelly all right it's nelly the great thresher this was also an s plus or was it an s this is an S plus. This is a big S plus. This is a really good one. Um, seven mana for a five five beast. Colossal plus one. Battle cry. Discover three pirates to crew Nelly's ship, and then you have Nelly's ship. It's a five mana two six beast taunt with death rattle. Add Nelly's pirate crew to your hand. They cost one, so you get to discover three pirates uh and then you get a five five plus a two six taunt which is already really pretty good for seven mana um and then you get the pirates to come out at some point uh after this thing dies for three total for mana. three total mana uh so huge amount of value 
with the pirates uh, a lot of initiative as well and just really really freaking good like you get tons of stats you get reload and then the cheap reload and then a lot of those uh can charge they can just dredge they can do a lot of stuff like the, the pirates are quite good so mm-hmm. yeah i looked at and they they can be pretty big they too. can be really big i looked at it initially i was like oh pirates it's like okay no you being able to able to discover three pirates is really really good so this is a ton of reload uh and then so cheap so yeah this ends up being stupidly good once again the theme is just colossal units are stupidly good and then you um you really have to look at something like the priest colossal unit to be like wow this is just like pretty fair it's just overstated you can kill it it doesn't provide limitless amounts of value the the appendages like don't i don't know like it immediately like put you at a huge disadvantage um mm-hmm. but yeah here it is your only hope is that like you can kill them right away but also the second body taunts so that's a little yeah, bit i was about to say this is not one of those you, you have can kill them to right be away. able to kill them like right away right away um, also, this comes out turn seven, so that's pretty tough. That's really the problem mm. with these. For example, like Krabatoa comes out turn six. That's really hard. Like when you're building this game, I don't know how you can make these things come out at turn super early. These are things like Blizzard's done this before. They create these ten mana cards, these nine mana cards. They're absolutely ridiculous, and now they're power creeping not by making things even better because it's kind of pointless at that point they're just making the manas lower and when you make the manas lower like that you make the upper manas even more irrelevant because how are you going to get better than this like what's the eight drop version of nelly look like nelly is already five five plus three more pirates that probably average stats of some rough equivalent to like four four or five five that's going to come out a turn later for three more mana uh and then a two six like all of that for 10 mana that you can start playing on turn 7. How are you going to get better than that? Like, this is not one of those where there's initiative or whatever. So it is not as good as the Warlock one. It is not as good as the Hunter one. But it's right. It's really close to there. This is still all of the S-plus territory. Um, and, uh, yeah. Like, you play it and you, you, you win. You, you don't get through this. Like, this may not have initiative, but your opponents do not get through this and win the game. There's just too much tempo. Okay. Uh, next, we are going to B-plus card. Uh, so, no A's. Uh, we have a B-plus epic minion. It is a 9-mana, 8-9 beast. And I've heard this a million times. People are like, oh, did you know that this is the only uh, one of its like stat line? And the- yes, yes, thank you. This is a very interesting fact that's been spammed a million times. I am a little bit cranky right now but nine mana eight nine beast battle cry attack three different random enemies so you this is going face like you want it to go mm-hmm. face at least once right and then to kill off some things uh it's good it's just expensive it does attack mm-hmm. right uh so it does have initiative you not being able to control it doesn't matter a lot of the times but it does matter some of the time it matters yeah sometimes. it matters sometimes it's not like that's what's holding it yeah. back if your opponent has a board of like small stuff well you know can you manage to go face who knows 
Or if your opponent has some like mid-size stuff, can you even get three attacks off? They could deal nine damage to this thing before it gets its third attack off. Yep. Um, like this is there. There's some some downsides to this that make it not super ridiculously amazing good and just night captain levels of good. And of course, the fact that it's nine mana. Um, like this is nine mana, and Nelly is set. Uh, like, I just don't know what Hearthstone's doing anymore. Um, it's it's also an epic card you're not going to see it very often, and. I'm like I don't know what kind of constructed things this is supposed to do, but I'm guessing something happened to it, which is why it's not a nine nine. Like they had to nerf it in the end for some reason, and they're just like ah screwed flavor. Like we can't have it this way. I just I don't really understand it. There are three heads. Eight does not divide by three. I, I just, I'm very confused by by this. Card. No, it's and, each and... head is dealing the eight damage. You're you're not dividing it because if you're dividing it, it would be three damage, right? But you're always dealing oh. eight, so each head is dealing eight. That's what it means. Each head has an attack power of eight. You get it? I see. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm less pissed off about this card now. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Um, alright, well, that's a B-plus card. Now you got two B-cards. Uh, these you'll actually see, because they're not epic. One is Asheron's Trident. It's a weapon. It's one of the only weapons for Warrior in this... Ex not just... It, it is the only weapon for Warrior in this expansion. It is one of the only weapons for Warrior in the arena in the upcoming rotation. Alright, so we looked at it. Here's exactly the weapons that, that are in the rotation or this upcoming rotation your fiery war axe from core that's that's okay that's good you will draft it you have gore howl that's epic assuming the epic bug does not come back you don't get many of those you have mm -hmm. curse blade that's a never pick you have nizoth's mm -hmm. first mate that's very good right that's very good so mm -hmm. uh we count that Tentacles for arms. You are never drafting that. If you do, you have made a mistake. You have King's Defender, which is fine. It's just, you know, like a Fiery mm -hmm. War Axe 2.0, right? But it's a rare, so it's not super common. You have Bla Blacksmithing Hammer. It's a rare, first of all. Plus, it's not very great, so you're probably not drafting it that much. And then you have the Trident, and then that's it. So, you really are, like, the, the good weapons... Uh, are Nizoth's first mate, and then you have Fiery War Axe, you have the Trident, you maybe have King's Defender, you maybe have like Gorhal thrown in there, so you can count it as like a 0.5 or something. So yeah, you have like three and a half weapons um, that you are looking to draft, which means if you have three and a half weapons available, you're going to get like one and a half weapons in each deck those are the numbers you're looking at there this is why it's not a great time to be a warrior and if you're thinking wait merps i remember in this meta we had a lot more you also had war cash you had the epic bug mm -hmm. which me meant and if you guys played warrior at all during the epic bug and i know keck w playing warrior but if you played Warrior at all, you'll know that during the Epic Bug, you had a lot of opportunities to draft Gorehow, such that during that time, you could even be like, well, 
I don't have to take this Gorhal. I'm, I'll, I'll probably get offered another Gorhal. Um, and then, of course, you had Warcash, so you had a lot more weapons. All of that's gone. Like, you shouldn't be getting Gorhals anymore. And then you have all these very small weapons, very small weapons. Like, the, the biggest mm -hmm. one that you're reliably going to get is a variant of the Trident, the Fiery War Axe, and the King's Defender. So, that's the state of warrior weapons. It sucks. Yep. Yeah, there's not a lot of weapons happening in Warriors, so you still think of Warriors as the weapon class, but not... Mm -mm. Um, the good old-school weapons, like, did not come on board yet. This is this is the time period of, of just kind of not a lot of good focus on Warrior for the weapons. Okay, uh, so Asheron Trident uh, is actually good. It is a Fiery War Axe, 3 mana, 3-2. And then it says Death Rattle. Put a Sunken Trident on the bottom of your deck. And a Sunken Trident is a 3 mana 3 2 uh, Trident, you know, Fiery War Axe basically. But after your hero attacks, deal 2 damage to all enemy minions. So consecrate every time you attack, but without dealing face damage. That's very good. And uh, remember, you don't have uh, weapons. So getting another weapon in itself is just very good. And this one consecrates. So. The trident is good. Putting something down there is good. You're gonna have to dredge it up, but um, yeah. So this is uh, this is a B. Um, it would be higher if it were not a fiery war axe. Okay, what's next? Next is obsidian smith. This is how you dredge it up. Obsidian smith is a B. It is a two mana three two pirate battle cry dredge. If it is a minion or a weapon, give it plus one plus one. Eh? You put the weapon down there, then you dredge it up, and it becomes a super weapon. But even better, it, also if it's a minion, it gets plus one, plus one. So, even if you don't seed your stuff down there, you're going to get a minion. Like, you're also a warrior. It's not like you have good spells to dredge up anyway. Like, you're going to get a minion or a weapon. So you are going to get a bonus. It's just probably not a weapon. So it's probably a minion, mm -hmm. but... It's nice. B is quite good yeah. for a 2-mana 3-2. A 2-mana 3-2 is normally a B plus. Yep. Like, as in... Actually, it is not a D plus. It is actually a D. Oh. <laughs> it falls below a D plus. And this one is a B. So, it's... The, the dredge and the plus one plus one is get, it's doing a lot of work for this card. Um, and it should. That those, are, those are very good parts of, uh, of the card. So after this, you have a couple C cards. Um, first one is Guard the City. Uh, two mana, gain three armor. It's a spell. Two mana, gain three armor. Summon a 2-3 Naga with Taunt. Fine. Um, it's like a, a beetle, but the spell version of a beetle that's a Naga instead of a beast. Uh, then you have Black Scale Brute. Black Scale Brute is a seven mana... Five, six, Naga with Taunt, which is terrible. But it has a battle cry that says, If you have a weapon equipped, summon a five, six, Naga with Rush. So if you have a weapon equipped when you play this, it is a five, six, Taunt and a five, six, Rush, which is super good. But again... Not a lot of weapons. 
Um, so you gotta hold the weapon for this if you are wanting to trigger and putting it in your deck. So this is a C, which is like a little bit better than a, than a Yeti, but what it really is, is an unplayable card or an A tier card. Depending on if you have that weapon synergy working or not. Alright, that's basically it. Like, sometimes this card absolutely blows. Rarely, it'll be amazing. That's, uh, that's not that we're rarely. You can control when you're using the weapons. Yeah, but then you're also not using the weapon. Yeah. It's pretty awkward. Alright, next. Next is the legendary card, another C. This is Lady Ashvane, 5 mana, 5-5. Five, five. Battle cry, give all weapons in your hand, deck, and battlefield, plus one, plus one. Again, not many weapons, but plus one, plus one is very good if you get it to trigger. Otherwise, it's five mana, five, five, which is not very good. Yeah. Even just hitting a weapon with plus one, plus one mm -hmm. is good. So, that's why we're there. Uh, okay, let's finish off with some F cards. Yes, multiple F cards. Let's talk about Three these. cards are F. So Warrior has some good cards in uh, in this uh, in this expansion, but it's very polarized. So the first one that you should not draft is Forged in Flame. It is two mana. It says destroy your weapon, then draw cards equal to its attack. You don't have weapons to destroy to draw, and the weapons that you do have, you really don't want to destroy because there's very few weapons that you do have, and you're only going to get like three cards out of it, <laughs> and you destroy your weapon. I just it's it's bad. Um, next one is the Fires of Zin Oz Shari, which is an epic card, so it's a good thing that it won't, uh, you won't see it very often, because you will never pick it. It is a two mana spell. Replace your deck with minions that cost five or more. They cost five mana. Okay. You may think, oh, this is so good, right? Like, we're going to replace them with a whole bunch of eight drops. They're all going to cost five. I'm going to be able to play two of these at a time and then just super tempo out. Super good. Um, no. Random, random minions are bad. They are just bad. Random minions is not what you want to do. I don't know how... It's not random minions from the Voyage to the Sunken City set. It's random minions. This includes the old sets. All the sets in the arena. It's a lot of bad minions in there. Even at 5 mana. And, on top of all that, in order to play this card, you are down one card. Yeah. Okay, so... I read other people's reviews. First of all, uh, Twitch chat will want this all the time. I understand why it is definitely a Twitch chat card. Um, I also read Taro's review, and Taro actually rated it, like, above average. Uh, and here is where I think we disagree. Because uh, when I read Taro's review, um, he was like, okay, here's what you want to do with this card. You want to play this on turn two such that oh. uh, you... Oh. But here's... So here's what it requires. Eh. Here's here's what it requires. Um, and and I, I agree that that is actually your best case scenario. Yes. What you want to do with this is you want to spend your turn two, once again, you reduce a card in your hand, you skip your turn two, you have to have in hand already, and he specifies mm -hmm. this turn as well, turn, turn three and turn four, 
Because if you don't have that, you have nothing. Once again, you can mm. never, once you go down this path, uh, you, you can never have that anymore. And then you have three turns, right? You have your turn three, turn four, and then mm-hmm. your turn five to draw something that is really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're playing like... Like something that should be eight mana. So, doesn't have to be yep. like an objectively good card, but if it's five mana for an eight mana card, it's going to be... Yep. Good. You just cheating out like a okay seven drop isn't even that great. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you need to get like well because you're already stepped back for two right. mana like you already skipped your turn two right so it is a huge huge high roll and that's kind of the best case scenario because here is really the problem once again if you turn your entire deck into things that cost five even if you get like let's say a great eight cost minion Unless you are at 10 mana and you have drawn two of these, you can only play one max. Yeah. Yeah. Until turn 10. Until turn 10. So there is this very awkward situation as well in the middle in which you aren't actually getting any sort of mana advantage. You're getting sort of this advantage in which it's like, oh, maybe I just got a super good card, right? Maybe I got a colossal minion maybe you did in which case you got very lucky but man this is awkward so i i i can see why some people like it as in they're just like i don't even care i'm just gonna draft it i want to play it i want you know those trolled moments i completely understand i think even if you're looking at the best case scenario which was laid out as in the best case scenario is you playing it on turn two that's gotta happen only like five to ten percent of the time like for you to have turn three and turn four and this card on turn two it's not going to happen super often but if you want to maximize the game winning potential of this card that is what you have to do so i i do agree with that analysis there 100 100 but that's yeah, so when you say that is what you have to do, you don't mean that is what you have to actively do. You mean that is what has to magically fall into that place. That is what has because to Because you have zero place. control. Right. That is what has to fall into place. And then, of course, like you said, if you're playing this later on, you run into that problem, right? Where, like, what's your first draw? Is it going to be good? Okay, well, if it's not good... Because uh, sometimes it'll just be a crappy six drop, right? In which case, that's mm-hmm. worse than whatever it was that you were you going to draw yeah and then yeah. It, it like you're hoping for a really really good minion not just like a cheap good minion you're looking for just a really good minion period because once again we're coming up with this like it's like oh well i get to save and then i get to hero power for two armor so yeah the the ideal chance to play this card is actually not later on because you don't get as many chances to get ahead actually mm-hmm. um it is to play it on turn two hopefully with the turn three turn four follow-up so that <coughs> on turn five on turn five if you play a strong eight drop yeah you probably do win like you you absolutely do win but then damn that setup was uh, was elaborate in order to pull that off so i don't see it um i i, I do know like some so, people uh, i think do see this as like better than an f I certainly no. don't. F, so what this means is, like, if your deck is terrible to a certain point, you can definitely take this card. Because at that point, why not, right? Like, if you're going to just lose everything straight up, like, at least this will RNG it. 
you know, it's a card like that. Um, so it's not necessarily a never pick, but if you're trying to win the game and you have an average, like, quality deck, you, you can't take this card. This card will just ruin you. Because every single time that you don't play it, remember, it's a dead card in your hand. It is taking up a spot. And you only have, like, four options in your hand. So you're reducing one of the options, which makes your skill matter 25% less. Not to mention the actual, like, penalty of the deadness. Like, this is... Maybe, if you were a bad player, you can play this card. But as a good player, you can't play this card. You cannot put this card in any deck unless the deck is so absolutely terrible that you have no other way to, like, conceivably, like, win. And even in that case, you're looking to, like, I don't know, get, like, four wins by luck. Or five wins, maybe, at most. Um, if you're lucky. Yep. <clears throat> Alright. Alright. So, the last one is from the death. From the death is a rare card, three mana. It's a spell. Reduce the cost of the bottom five cards in your deck by three mana. Uh, then dredge. So, again, you are not drawing a card. Dredge does not draw a card. So you transfer three mana onto the bottom of your deck, and then you set which one you're going to pick. So you are down one card, and you got to make up for it somehow. And you can't make up for it this turn. You make up for it next turn. So what are you getting the next turn? Well, you better have put something down there. Because if you're just getting a card in your deck that is good... You've lost a card. This card. So, this is terrible unless you're actually putting cards at the bottom of your deck. And remember, you're a warrior, so what are you putting on the bottom of your deck? Uh, the Trident. That is the only card you have that puts a card on the bottom of your deck. Everything else is just the neutral stuff. So you don't even have, like, synergies to set the stuff up. So, don't take it. Um, do take it if you get that legendary, right? Like, or something like that. But generally, don't take it. Because there's a legendary that adds a bunch of colossals in the bottom of your deck. In that case, yes, you want every single card that has the word dredge in it, no matter what. But generally, no. Alright. Uh, so that's Warrior. Um, I mean, the good cards are fine. There's a lot of bad cards that's going to limit your offering rate issues. And overall, the class is suffering from uh, a lack of, uh, of weapons, which warriors kind of need to, to run. And you see how warriors are right now. Alteric wasn't particularly great to warriors. United and Stormwind, if you guys don't remember, was not that great to warriors. It's not like warriors don't have good cards. It's that it's warrior. You guys remember Arena Warriors Matter, right? Like... That was because Warriors just generally had bad cards. Uh, or they didn't even have bad cards. They had pretty good cards, actually. But the lack of hero power was so damaging. Well, here, the lack of hero power is less damaging than before because hero powers are used less often than back in the day. Um, but still pretty damaging. And on top of that, this meta has no weapons. You cannot have a successful warrior without weapons unless you're doing that, like, Dragon Roar stuff. And there's no dragons in, in Warrior either here. So you've got, you've got just, you're playing straight up and you don't have weapons and you don't have enough initiative and you don't have a hero power. So whatever, like no amount of good cards is going to make up for that. You need S tier cards to make up for that. And Warriors don't have S tier cards in this meta. Yep. 
It's going to be a rough time for Warriors. Bottom of the barrel again. All right. Well, that's it. That's, that's all the it. That's every single card. Every single card in this uh, in this expansion. Um, what is the class you are most excited to play in this new expansion? I don't actually know. I want to see what weird bugs come out. Uh, but I think just even like the the new because the neutrals are really where it's at. This is the yes. strongest neutral package we have had in a long time. Because um, mm -hmm. re remember, uh, we have had tons of extraordinarily powerful cards come out. Those have mostly been class cards. Like just look. And the neutral ones that are super strong get banned. Yeah. So the neutral cards. Um, just don't really stick around like you know we had spammy with uh the epic bug is like oh that's super powerful but then you know we don't really have spammy anymore um and then for something like united and stormwind we had battleground battlemaster but that was before it got nerfed and then everything else has gotten like nerfed if not um you know just sort of phased out uh, Sunken City is very, very heavy on the premium neutrals. So if we don't have the Epic Bug, that would be great because that will limit the Amalgam of the Deep and limit school teachers. If we do have the Epic Bug, man, it's going to get real ugly because that introduces... Immediately. Yeah, that introduces a ton of problematic cards. I'm not saying that the meta will be fine without it, because if there's no epic bug, that just means there's more room for more gangplank divers, more bronze explorers. It's not great. Like, if you guys see, is the meta fantastic right now? No, and part of it is if you draft Paladin, since they're, they're not drafting epics, which I understand, it's like, oh, I'm happy with less Templar captains. I'm sure you are, but I'm sure you're not happy about the three bronze explorers that the Paladin has, uh, and... You know, like it, it's it's sort of take one thing away, another thing pops up. It's it's whack-a-mole, uh, but yeah, I I don't, I'm, it's going to be very neutral kind of uh, focus when it comes to the new set. Um, uh, so I, I'll, I'll see how it plays out. I I don't think I'm particularly excited about any single class, um, but. I will try to do some wacky stuff. Like, I'll try to make Murloc Warlock work. Who knows, right? Like, uh, I think maybe I'll just draft a Paladin, hope to get some Murloc Knights, and just make my opponents rage quit from uh, summoning Gigafin <laughs> off of it. They better take that away, by the way. Like, that is actually supremely toxic. Like, I can see people just trying to cheese out wins by, like, turn three, coining that out. And then uh, turn four hero powering and playing something else and be like, oh, the, the, the percent chance is so no, it's so, so low, low. But that's I don't even care. Like you're just gonna roll over these. Wait, you don't even care this. that they can just inspire and get a seven four with a four seven taunt? It, it's like there is just a percent chance that well, they just the, win, right? That they just the, win. There's, there's a very tiny percent chance. Right. Very tiny. But why, Very why are we tiny. introducing that? That's pretty stupid. Well, it's not we're introducing it. It's just that that's how it's always been. Um, 
I, I don't mind that because well, it hasn't Murloc, always Murloc been like Knight that. Is, Murloc Knight. You're you're saying no, it, that's it's, fair. It's oh, we are. This set does introduce larger Murlocs than usual, yeah. even aside from the Colossus one. So Murloc Knight has actually gotten significantly better than what it was back in the day because you used to only have small Murlocs. Now we have like mid-sized Murlocs. Okay, so that's it. That's my answer. Um, okay, okay. Well, I'm excited to play Druid. Because Miracle Growth looks ridiculous, aquatic form, like, I want to get some good, solid druid action going on in this, uh, in this upcoming uh, expansion. And, uh, and see where that goes. It's got enough ridiculous cards to kind of hang in there, but it's not, like, I don't need um, necessarily the legendaries, at least, to, uh, to, to hang my hat on. And it'll be nice to play, you know, not, not Paladin. Um, Paladin will be the best. Definitely. They have the Explorer. There's nothing else you need to know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, and my other prediction is if Paladin is the best, then that means Rogue is going to be at least okay, if not actively good. And same with Demon Hunter. Because those are your counters to Paladin. Uh, so, that's where I see the meta going. But of course, we don't know. It can it can really do anything. Um, yeah. All right, all right. Let's end this here. End this here. One last round of shoutouts uh, to our Patreons. Patreon.com/slash/grittinggoat. If you're listening to this on a podcast or YouTube, that's the way to support us. If you're watching on Twitch, Twitch subs are totally great. We love Twitch subs, Prime subs, all that. Um, but from our Patreon, the top sp uh, supporters are RV Night Train, Eric L, Yin, REG, Dan, F, and Karova. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you to everyone watching live on Twitch. Uh, anyone watching the VODs on YouTube. Anyone listening on our podcast. We appreciate you. All right. Also, a shout out to all of those helping us make our podcasts, make our VODs, and uh, our Twitch streams. That's all of our mods. Uh, I see you there in the uh, channel. It's uh, David Attenborough says, doing the uploads tonight and putting together the thumbnails for YouTube. Um... Uh, and, uh, and Soren for the 12 wins that are going to come rolling in once this expansion starts. If you are listening to this, we our stream schedule uh, for Twitch is going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Friday. Tuesday being a co-op, and then Wednesday and Friday I'll do alone. I don't know if Merps will drop by or not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then we go back to the regular schedule. Um, so yeah, really excited uh, for those games as well. Anything you want to add before we actually end this? Nope. Get f like have fun getting dove, you idiots. Goodbye. <sighs> Divers. The answer to diving is to counter dive. Have a good night, everybody. Until next week. This is Adwick Dove. See ya.
Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.